0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the coast to coast combat hour i'm your host matthew hawkins along with my co-host ed carbajal and on a weekly basis we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports ed how you doing
1: cool man cool how are you sir How, how, how how are the fires out there
0: Fires are pretty much out. Uh, well, not you know, they're under control. Things are uh, things are looking up there, and um, actually today got some really good news. Uh, my brother and sister in law uh, gave birth uh, to a baby boy, so uh, I'm an oh, uncle nice. again today. Um, Harlan James Hawkins, the first Hawkins uh, male born in the last 38 years, so uh, the Hawkins name will continue. No, no help from me, but. Uh, I <laughs> I want to congratulate my uh my brother and and his wife and uh and uh my niece and and them on their family and uh got a beer tonight to oh, cool. uh, to celebrate that so so things are looking up
1: uh you should have told me that before we went on i'm over here with my water that's uh, okay
0: <laughs> it's okay i wanted to kind of leave it for a little surprise for the show so uh yeah but uh so that's good news and uh i know things are are, are looking up a year end for for some stuff that was uh going on the last few weeks oh yeah but um but yeah, uh, it's it's good to be back. Uh kind of a busy well, not a busy weekend of MMA, but uh I know I stayed up till 4 a.m. watching uh Rising on Saturday night, Sunday morning.
1: Uh Yeah, you had to take the the pass the buck on that one. There's no way I was going to stay up for it given <laughs> given the time difference here on the East Coast. I mean, I think I could have gotten up earlier, like super early, but obviously I had I still had stuff going on and I needed to rest. So, but it looked like it was a a pretty crazy event. I mean, a lot of crazy knockouts, a nice uh uh Von Flue choke of uh Angela Magana or however you say her name from uh Murata. and uh I mean that that was a pretty hot event. So, what 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 do you got for me, man? Give me a full recap.
0: Well, the the event uh this past weekend was uh a smaller event. Um it was held in one of the Sumo arenas. Um so it didn't have the typical giant ramp and and the complete spectacle, but they still had a uh, uh, cool screens, video uh, montages, laser shows. It, it was kind of like their uh, the uh, Bushido version of, uh-huh. of a Pride, or almost a Strike Force, uh, Strike Force Challenger series, as far as the young up and coming talent. Uh, like you mentioned, um, you know, the event started off with with three kickboxing bouts, um, which is actually kind of cool. Um, I saw some someone
1: come- get knocked out, like, like into another realm. Like there's I, yeah. I saw a highlight of oh, that,
0: that was at glory. That was actually earlier oh. in the day. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I can't re- recall. I can't recall the name of the fighters, but yeah, the guy took a nasty combination in the corner, went down hard. Glory was actually a good, good event that, that day too. But, um, yeah, so the event starts off with uh kickboxing doesn't always, but, uh, rise to to do that occasionally. And, um,
1: yeah, Bellator too.
0: Bell, yeah, well, Bellator is the mix. It, it's you know when you get the early, it's they're kind of early prelims. So you know, rising shows the entire event. So you don't you don't have the separation like you do for UFC where where things are kind of uh, separated into three different groupings for the for the event. So, um, it, it's a nice little change of pace. Uh, it's three three round uh, fights. So there's no, it's not real slow. Um, and in this case, he ended up with a couple knockouts and then, um, and then it, we got into the MMA portion, uh, for a fight where you mentioned, uh, Angela Magana and, uh, Kanako Murata and, uh, Murata, I actually, I knew Magana was on the card, but I, I didn't really pay too deep, uh, about the, you know, look into it too much to see who she was fighting. But when I saw who she was fighting, I, I knew instantly she was in trouble. Murata's a, uh, she's a, she's a pretty badass wrestler and, uh, that's definitely maganya's weakness um she appears to have more than one but uh, yeah she
1: got bodied as we say out here in in uh, it, the east coast she was yeah
0: it was pretty much a flawless yeah. victory you know it was uh marada took her down and and just pulverized her uh, eventually worked uh in the like you said the von Flu choke um and I saw Magania mention that her arm was actually trapped because people were asking why she didn't give her a re- you know, release the guillotine. Yeah.
1: Actually I you know, I watched that as as somebody that likes to to throw a Von Flu choke himself. I was watching it. and the the thing with MMA and uh what's his name does that too. Who's uh who's the guy that does a uh, Von Flu a lot in, in UFC? OSP. OSP. Like they both like to trap that hand on purpose, you know, and uh, so that once it's in uh, you know, even if you try to retract it, especially with the glove, it kind of creates that little you know there's friction there's a ball there, so it's harder to slip out versus when you're doing a nogi um and it's weird because the only uh, there's a small adjustment you can make with your uh with your arm to, inside mount to from from the choke if you see like like i mean I know people that are listening won't be able to see it, but like you can see how I have if I'm doing a guillotine, you can see my shoulder right up against that carotid artery, so it's just a matter of moving it and you see my the space that's created between it you know and you can rest it right on their spine that's something that henry Aikens actually does as part of like that whole invisible jiu-jitsu thing but um as i was watching it i was watching you know a lot of people make that mistake of of trying to hold on a to guillotine too long but uh i'm seeing more and more lately of people pinning that hand in so that if you make the mistake and their and their body goes to side mount and they're doing the von flu then they make you pretty much take the von flu whether you want to or not but there was like one small millisecond there it looked like she could have pulled her hand out but again those uh those are like the old school pride gloves and um i feel like they're a little puffier and harder to pull out once you're once there's a uh, once they're stuck in there
0: yeah i mean because I, I was watching it and then you cut ca- you could kind of see her, her arm was caught in there
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it's one of those things where if the person on top knows like you said what they're doing um it's kind of a Uh, It's an old school move that Jason Vaughn flew, obviously pulled off, but it seems like it's kind of, you know, almost 20 years later now becoming a more common, you know, it's not very common as far as, you know, in the amount of number it happens, but it happens way more now than it did back then, which is kind of a, which is kind of odd considering that people generally are able to pick up the defense uh, quicker than the new offensive moves, it appears
1: yeah and plus it i mean strength and and power counts for a lot despite what people some people might say i mean you can even try to make the adjustment but if if they're if uh like Murata probably could have hit it faster if she walked her her legs out so that there were 90 degrees on each other and she would have just made that pressure so much that no matter what she did she would have she probably would have went out if she didn't you know what i mean like
0: all right, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't uh, we didn't get into it too much, but we're joined by special guest, uh, a friend of the show, Virgil wicker as he uh, as he's preparing to to board a flight in a couple of days to head to Russia uh, to perform uh, again in front of uh, President Vladimir Putin out there in Russia for the S seventy platform uh, production. Uh, Virgil, how you doing? Good, guys? How are you
1: guys doing today? All right, doing man. Well,
0: doing well, man. Glad you could make it. For
2: sure. Again, uh definitely a big of the show and all you guys have you. been following ever since the first Very really? honored to them up. You're
1: looking slim, man. Long time no see.
2: Uh, yeah, man, been working hard. Been working hard. Uh, a lot of things been going on since the last time I spoke with you guys, and uh, it's kind of been a good thing. Uh, you know, coaching, staying in the gym, just training my ass off, and uh, trying to stay ready. So hopefully, uh, last time we were, we were waiting for a fight now I got a couple lined up. So it's been good.
1: Oh, nice. Well, what do you got lined up?
2: Well, this, this one that I fight next uh, next Wednesday over in uh, Sochi on the S1 platform show. And then uh, after that, i am be fighting on that
1: uh, bare-knuckle fight over uh, in Wyoming that uh, November 9th. Nice, man. Is the uh, the bare-knuckle thing, what's what's the promotion? Because I feel like they popped up out of nowhere. It's uh, I
2: think it's the World yeah, it's the world Bare-Knuckle Bare- Bare- Fighting Federation. Yeah, um. The one that happened to. Uh, a while ago, uh, all right, things that work out with us, and then I was going with the, the news company. It'll be the first one i will go to the show
0: on November ninth, and uh, should be a good one. Yeah, that's the same event. Uh, they've signed uh, guys like Sean Merriman, and that's and right. And then uh, and Chris Lieben and, and Phil Baroni are right now scheduled for that event. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, that that'll be an interesting. See how that unfolds. But yeah, you're fighting Russia. Uh, I know we've talked at the gym and they've changed your opponent a couple times now and and they got you fighting a guy named now. Well, at least scheduled currently to fight a guy named Alexander Romanoff, eight, no 265 pound, you know, six foot heavyweight uh, different from the, the guy uh, you were scheduled to fight before who was, who was basically known as a striker. Uh, What does it change your mindset? Obviously, you know, you got to go in with a little bit of a different game plan, I would imagine. But uh, does it does it change anything as far as your your you know, just I guess your general mindset going into that fight?
2: Well, to to, to an extent, not really. Though. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. A fight's a fight nowadays, though, know? and for me, I think just uh, last minute changes you know, you know it's going to happen most of the time, and a lot a lot of the time, it's just been unfortunate reasons, but. As long as I'm prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually, man, I, I, anybody they in put front of the ring is going to be in a fight with me. So uh, I know I know this guy is a big, heavy, heavy guy. I actually was weighing around 245 my last fight over there. Um, I've tried to trim down him about 231 or now 220, anywhere between 226, 230. Um, but, you know, I'm going to just stick and move and, and fight my fight. Uh, I don't think this guy's got anyone here to experience, let alone the opponents. I he's fought a couple of tough guys, but he's, uh, he, he's, still, he's still green and, and not so much green, green. I mean, I, I'm not too sure if he has any experience outside of the MMA ring but uh they really good one man I love I love fighting over there. I love fighting these guys from Russia. They're tough as nails. They you know they always get the the thing that I, I wish that would happen different would just be maybe a couple days in event and get there early just so I could get used to the way my body is with that travel and then, you know the last the last time with Alexander, like I said before I got really sick but <laughs> no, excuse me, it's just
1: i always get up with these fights, man. These
2: guys are tough over there no matter what they 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 train hard. They, they have a whole entire system from their kids all the way into their grown ass men that just bring out the best in in them, you know. So they think they're going to conquer the world uh, in the sport, which they've, they've been pretty damn dominant. And pretty
1: pretty guys with guys like
2: Habib uh, and mean, that other little guy, but unfortunately, uh, the master of disaster, Riddor himself. So uh, i always I was getting I always get fired up with these guys because they're real, they're real warriors. You know?
1: Is it um so so you don't have a problem adjusting when you when you go to that side of the world? Like I mean. If, if, if it's so close like I feel like I th- that has no effect on you I mean I know you said you got sick the last time but are you used to it by now or is it something that, that that's a concern when you get there like do you have to start watching what you eat and drink and all that stuff
2: uh, so initially this fight was going to be either a light heavyweight or, or a catchweight so the first fight the first opponent I had was going to be a heavyweight then he fell off. I got this other guy who was actually the most decorated striker they've ever had in Russia, and uh we were going to do a catcher, so I started initially dropping weight and, and weight, and, and just trying to watch my diet. And I was worried about that because I hate traveling and not being able to eat. That's just, I just don't like it, you know what I mean? And the way my body is, I, I eat anything it stays in me for at least a week. Hmm. And, uh, so that, that does, but now when I'm, now when I'm able to be that heavyweight, I love, you know, I've said this before many times, I love eating, I love having to be able to travel. So not really, not too much. Usually when I get there, you know, my, my, my feet is a little bit blown up, but, Another day in the office, You over there, you know, it's kind of different, but as far as just the language barriers, but uh, mentally it's, it's where it's at for me. I don't, I don't I'm so uh, seasoned now that it's just, just another day. I've I, I actually enjoy traveling more than fighting out when I'm at home and I have so much shit going on and, and so many people reaching out that I, I don't get to be focused as much as I need to. So when I'm over there, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, you know.
0: Do you have a when you get there? Is is the is there any ever a problem when you travel to these foreign countries as far as finding food that you that you you know are you ever gun shy about just eating or do you just eat what they bring up and, and kind of just cross your fingers?
2: <laughs> no, I love eating food. You gotta do that. When I was in China, I tried a bunch of crazy stuff. Because I was you know I've always just wanted to do that. And in Poland the same way. In Poland, I was actually fighting that light heavyweight, so my coaches are all over because everywhere you went, they were cooking their sausage cars. They were, Fresh candy, you know, that they're making right there. So I'm like, what am I gonna hurt? What am I gonna hurt? Uh, Russia, though, I really, I really enjoy the food they have. You know, they, they serve these uh, cucumbers and everything with their tomatoes. with Every meal they have, they have that there. And I really enjoyed that. For me, it's just uh, some of the stuff is kind of like bland, I would say, you know, it could be a little bit more seasoned, a little bit better than the way we're used to our food. But I enjoy it, man. I enjoy trying new stuff. I, I, I've always been like that. I'm gonna kind of, you know, go ahead to first and see see what happens. And usually. I end
1: up liking it, so. So, where do we? Uh, where can we watch this? Like, if we want to watch it here, is this one of those one of those YouTube streams?
2: I think so. I think they're going to have a stream. Uh, I don't know if it'll be on YouTube. I'm not too sure. Actually, to be honest with you, the last time um, they were just showing it on the media, I mean, on the TVs and stuff over in uh, in Sochi and all across Russia, actually. So, um, I was actually the first Native American ever to be, be able to meet President Putin and and, and fight on that show. So. That was an honor just to be able to be in that thing. So I made like pretty much the CNN of Russia over there, just being at the weigh-ins. And then uh, the way uh, the way the show had started, I started out, the first fight, and knocked out their boy, and they kind of were like, "Oh." And so it was it was it was definitely an awesome experience, mainly because of the way it's set up. You know, it's set up for a private event, but there only probably be like fifty people in the crowd at the most, and uh, it's all on you know out on this awesome platform and on the beach, and it's pretty amazing, dude, because. Of you really are in the presence of, you know, for me, yeah. some of the dominant, predominant man in, in my history, let uh, alone most of our history and in the world. And, and with him, there, it's just, it, you know, you I get fired up. I get fired up. I get excited to know that this person's in the crowd watching me fight. They're going to why they're, you no, know, I'm the only American on the card. And, uh, you know, he knows me from the last time, so I'm
1: hoping
2: to, I'm hoping yeah. to do it again. And, <clears throat> world over there Russia, and you come back home and pass the
1: hey how is uh how's uh preparing for the fight and running the gym I remember you were talking about your gym last time we had you on and uh you actually got a uh, one of your more recent members is uh mr Hawkins over here so I mean uh, like how is it running the gym and, and and doing fight camp and everything is it almost is, does it limit you or is it easier like how, how's that been going
2: it's been easier on a certain aspects as far as just being in the gym that was kind of like I've always been you know, if, if I have a fight camp, I make excuses not to be with him. you know. And, and I just, you know, I have such a, so much stuff going on with my family, sports that I do, youth sports and all the mentoring that I have been involved in throughout the years that uh, when, now that I have my, you know, the, gym at the place where I'm at, in the reservation, it's just so much more motivating and, and then as a coaching aspect, as it, with all my students and everybody that I have, it just makes me that much more better I mean, to be able to step back and, and, and see, you know, you hear yourself doing things that make sure you know it's and everything else you're, you're just there, you see it, and it, I've only gotten better because of my my students and my guys that I have there, and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. I've actually learned a lot from them, it's just as much as they, from me, so I've actually probably in one of the better shapes I've ever been in my life as far as physique-wise. Uh, I'm pretty stranded right now, like I've never had a six-pack ever in my life. I don't want to say I have a six-pack, but it's there. you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah. it's, it's really good, man. It's really good. I, I, I really enjoy I get motivated by seeing the kids and, and, and some of these adults and young men that are, that are with me, um, you know, really push themselves and, and test themselves by what I know in my experience of, throughout fighting. And, and I don't know everything, but I know enough to for everything that I have tried to do, what I do try to teach, is some of the stuff that I want to use and implement in fighting, period, whether it be basics or, or you know, sometimes advanced. Uh, Matt, Matt himself, you know, a lot, a lot of the guys in my place, how about they really want to, you know, they want to hit somebody, and it's always thinking about power. And so, learning that has made me just a better fighter by having to be relaxed, having to not just try to knock everything out with every shot you have. And, and I watched these guys from the day they came in to where they are now, and, and I'm pretty, pretty amazed. And I also started another adventure where I'll be hopefully, you know, after my career started, I set up. with me and my business partner, Ken Elliott. We uh, we opened up our own, uh, we're going to be doing our own sports manager. He's going to be an NFL agent. And uh, we got four guys already signed to where we'll be hopefully doing some. So, managing in sports, uh, both MMA, football, and kind of just all, all kinds of sports. So, got a lot of things going on, man. I've been really excited and blessed lately because, you know, I think if I just keep my nose to the grind and stay positive, that, you know, God's going to take care of me no matter what it is.
0: I think God might have just sent us a signal of you knocking out a two hundred and sixty-five pound man because I think we just had a nice little earthquake here. I went, uh, my poster started rattling in the room, and oh. my chair started rolling around the room a little bit. So uh, I thought that was my pen. I thought that was my pen. My water bottle started shaking, and I was like, "Boom!" Yeah, no, I think yeah, we that was a it was a night. It lasted about fifteen twenty seconds. I was nice oh little, wow, nice little earthquake <laughs> right <laughs> there while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly
2: what I needed. That's funny that you said that though, Matty. Earlier, I was meeting with one of my students who just came back from, you know, he went to this, this, an ceremony and he came back, he was talking about what one of the elders were telling him, you know, he's a really, he's a good young man and he, and he really just tries to be, he tries to be a methodical guy. He really wants to be something different than everybody else at a young age as he is. He's very mature. And, uh, and he told me, you know, I have a good night. I want to just come see you and give you a hug because I want you to know, you know, he talked to me and I think you're going to be victorious. I'm like, man, it just made me feel good to even have a young man come up to me who, you know I, know, I know he looks up to me, but even just to be, a, be able to be able for him to be on his mind, for me to be on his mind at a time like that, it was it was pretty humbling. So <laughs> I definitely been the uh, bit excited, man. I've been really excited. I find ways to, to keep myself motivated. I've been listening to a lot of, you know, a lot of T D and stuff that just keep my mind constantly going and, and, and sharp and with mainly, you know, I, I'm tired of being negative, I'm tired of finding things to be angry about and, and things to point out that I don't like. And, you know, having even someone like Matt, like he's such knowledgeable in MMA, just hearing him, Talk things around the like guys guy. Yeah, you you hear it, you can see it. It's just it's just a good good feeling to know when when you're in a good place that that a lot of things are going to happen, whether it's winning, losing, whatever. There's still so much more outside of the cage that, that, that I really enjoy life.
1: That's cool. Yeah. The uh the sports management company that you mentioned you're starting. Did you did you say uh, come up with a name for it yet or no?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a zero barrier management. Uh, we actually trademarked it a couple weeks ago. You know, we haven't really uh, did an initial launch off yet because uh, we're still just making sure we're, you know, once I get back up the fight, we're going to really sit down and, and, and get after it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have our own website, our own, everything's going to be of up. Like I said, i got, like, four or five fighters already signed. Um, we
0: have two two uh, college students that are, one, are going to be going into the
2: draft or went to the draft. And i uh, got a couple, you know, a couple other uh, active sports are uh, one skateboarder that's going to be hopefully coming along with us. And, really, I mean, it's a whole new adventure for me. I mean, as far as the one one channel, chapter of what I'm taking over and Half like it's just basically trying to protect these up and coming fighters from, you know, these D level shows, B level shows, local shows that just like yeah. sell and, and make money off of the fighters. And the fighters don't get dollars, you know, and for me, I eventually would love to, to sign and get somebody there, but I'm not, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just baby step. So um, that being said, you know, I'm really, really blessed to, uh, with, with that and having people like Ken and, and Matt and everybody else has been helping me with all this stuff. Just keep my, keep myself in the sport because I, you know, I turned 36 uh, uh, last month, and I mean, I feel it, like, you know, I feel like I feel a lot of the stuff that I've been doing all the training, It's it's kind of crazy, because I always teach my brothers, you know, they're all older than me, and they'll, like, lose weight, or they're going on a diet, and I'm like, oh, my God, are you going through, like, men- men- menopause, where they, they feel like they need to lose weight to be young again, <laughs> or whatever, but, so, I can feel it, though, man, I, you, the, the age is catching up to me, the 16 years of fighting is, is definitely feeling it on my body, so. Definitely trying to give, make sure I have a backup plan no matter what happens in, in, in the sport. I still want to be
0: a part of it you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been watching you fight for, I guess, since your first fight uh, where we talked about I, I actually was a judge at it. But uh, you seem like you're, you know, uh, in, in my memory, I mean, you're in as good a shape now as I ever remember you being in. You know, I'm sure you've had, you know, times where you were obviously, you know, where you were in good. But um, like you talked about almost having a six pack and stuff like that, I, you, I mean, you know, I, obviously you're doing more than just training. You know, my old ass at the gym. You're uh, you're hitting it hard with the, with a bunch of other, uh, uh, you know, great coaches and and you know, nutrition wise, everything. It looks like you're just on par right now for, uh, you know, for a real strong run towards the you know latter part of your career. I guess I'd say, but um, you know, yeah, I, I just you know when you you know the other day at the gym you pointed it out and you know I'd, I'd have to say you're in as good a shape as I've ever seen you that I can, you know, that I can remember.
1: Yeah, no, I and mean, really, you know,
2: I think it's come with like just, you know, experience getting older, maturing. And, and a lot of it has just kind of been learning from you know, a lot of the guys that are like, I want to be a leader. I want I want these boys to see what it takes to be a hard worker. So I work hard with, with whoever I have to, my coach, Eric Mendoza, you know, my he's one of my my, my strong points where I've always had, where, you know, for me, I want to be a leader, but I, I sometimes don't have people that I trust enough to where I can talk to them about myself. So having someone like him to where I can, you know, really, really deep, dig deep in, into myself and talk to him and, then, you know, have him listen. Okay, we need to fix this. Okay, we got to – I mean, that's, that's just something that I've, I've always been an isolation kind of person where I don't trust a lot of people because of my lifestyle and what I used to be through to so where now, like, having those confidence that I do have, it's been a blessing because it's definitely, like, I could see it. Like, having
1: – you know, and my kids,
2: of course, my kids. My kids are my number one, you know, my number one thing in my life that I care about, that I, you know, I really work every day to get up to make sure that they know how hard I am working them. They'll, they'll be there. And uh, one thing that I've always took from what Dana told me, uh, Henderson, you know, you need to you need to you need to leave. You need to take off. You need to go do this. Pre-game. You don't need to be there in their lives. And I, I kind of like, what well, guy do? And and really, what he was, you know, what he was saying is, they're going to understand. For me, I get it. But I, I just I've always been a hands-on person. If I didn't get it done myself, I didn't feel like I, I, I couldn't trust anybody to get it done. Those expectations that I put on people and myself, I've had to learn from. So now that I started to see the of what it is being an older guy and really watching these youngsters, but it's a different generation. When we grew up, man, I mean, it's, we were we were we weren't as bad. I don't think as far as mentally, you know, these kids nowadays, they just they know it all and they have a real chip on their shoulders where they think it's that easy, and it's not. And for them to for me, I just try to get myself fired up by doing it. You know, stop talking, let's do it. And really, it's kind of brought the best out of me, which which I never planned on. Show
1: that I haven't watched fight a long time. Like probably three, four months, and uh, it's just because I'm just so damn busy, and mainly uh, um, just grinding. You know, yeah. I, mean, I really do want to finish
2: my career off with some exciting fights, whether it be bare knuckle, whether it be MMA. I don't really care. Like, yeah, and so I just want to put on some good
1: shows. And it's definitely better to be busy than 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 uh, you know sitting still uh, and growing stale. Uh, speaking of the bare knuckle thing, what do you, what do you think the the I mean, I've, you're you signed on and Merriman's on with that promotion. Um, what what do you think it is? I, uh, I know it's because of some something recently with the with the uh, the the law where people can actually hold the events. But why do you think people are are drawn to it so much? I mean, it, it is essentially boxing without gloves. But when that that one event that happened that had uh, Beck Rawlings on it, people were talking about that for weeks, and now now this thing coming up with you. It's already garnering a lot of interest. So, so as somebody that's a striker that that has been fighting for a long time, what do you think that draws people to watch it so much?
2: I, I think just the, un, the unknown of of, of of I mean, it sounds so brutal, sounds so bloody. Those fights that we did see, you know, with Joey Beltran, Tony Lopez. I mean, I've been I've known them locally for years in the MMA world. You know, we,
0: we both of all three of us have been pretty much matched up at some point or offered each other right. to fight. So
2: to see them in mean, as well as well as they did, and it looked so much to me. I mean, it's just, that, that's where I have only know MMA from bare knuckle all over the streets and all the rest. You know, like, that's kind of what got me where I am. So, for me, the technical aspect of it, I don't think people really understood it until that night. And, and, and really, that's where I even had to step back Like, Wow, this is this is the real deal. Like, this is amazing. And I think it's just, even, like, guys like Merriman, we're getting them up from all over the sports. There's a hockey guy that signed on over there. You know, there's so many people, Merriman football player, you know, like, it's drawing attention because it's such—it's the oldest combat sport, but now it's like the newest form of combat sports. And I think it's just everybody thinks they can throw a couple punches, you know what I mean? But, yeah. You know, it was usually the glove, there's always the gloves, there's always something. And they look at McGregor with the, the boxing on you know, the think he, he anticipated, you know, with having four-ounce, so and hit people sleeping in that he was going to be able to – Mayweather was going to be able to handle those shots. And he did. So I, I don't think a lot of people are really anticipating, the, you know,
1: the blood and all that. I
2: don't really care about that. Like I think – Without gloves and without that stuff, my hands are faster and heavier and harder anyway. So, um, I'm kind of, man, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm looking forward to putting on some really good fights, no matter who they really put in front of me. And, and I think that's, with them, you know, the reason why I think that was one of the one main things why they, they even reached out was because I've always put on exciting fights. i am never scared of the whoever it may be in front of me. And when it comes to my hands, that's been my biggest attribute. From the beginning, you know, so now that I have more technical speed and footwork and head movement, and it's just, it's just, it's just time to go, you know, and really, really, you know, when the time gets closer, I think I'll be more, more focused, but I think the training aspect of what I've seen some, some of the guys I've been doing, I don't know if I would do that because of my, my injury, my hands and my injuries that I've had before. Yeah. You know the preparation I think is just being more. i have taken a piece out of, of Dan's, but we just got to be more smarter. You know, we just gotta train smarter and, and be more focused to, with our bodies and taking care of them more than we used to. Or at least, or, you know, when I was younger, whatever happened, I'd, I'd get in there no matter what, whether my toe was broken or not.
0: I don't mean to uh, change, but I see uh, my boy Spark Sparkyuri on Twitter's twi- tweeting about our live earthquake. Um, I just went on Twitter. I've never really seen one, but it st- the epicenter was actually right here, basically in Temecula, and it was a what? four point a four point four magnitude. Oh Which wow. which, isn't, which, which isn't huge, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it, it that one rattled for a while. So I I'm seeing yeah, uh, awesome. people, people from all the way from San Diego and uh, and e- even up north, uh, Moreno Valley, which is about uh, thirty five miles north, um, we're feeling it. So oh wow, yeah. I, I,
2: it is a big one. It's just not
0: here in Southern California. It's, it's, it's a big earthquake, and and I like I said, I felt it. Usually, you kind of roll right through them, but that one rolled, and I mean, it had my poster swaying here in the room, and and had me. I uh, was moving. I didn't
2: really pay attention as far as it was shaking around, but
1: yeah, it's me- it's just raining over here in Jersey. So no, yeah, you <laughs> don't have
0: to worry about that. But- so you know, you know, what time do we go? Tom Gallic- that- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom from uh, the Ultimate Fighter and and UFC.
1: I think yeah. he's from my hometown, actually. Which is where? Perth Amboy.
0: I think he's from
2: there.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. No, <laughs> I never terrible. met him, but but I remember seeing that on on uh, when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. I saw that on his profile, and I said, "Holy cow! I had to have seen this guy because it's a small town." I actually just came so, from there before we started girl recording. Girl? What's that?
2: Are you as hairy as he is?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm pretty hairy. <laughs> I'm pretty hairy. Yeah. I met two other guys from Jersey, and I'm like, dang. Man. My buddy Jimmy, you know, he, he, he's another one over there in he, Jersey.
2: He's a hairy multiple. I'm Like, what the heck are they putting in the water? I'm like, you guys, you guys don't even wear shirts. You guys just trim, trim your sponsors off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, we get some rough winters, so I guess it's in our DNA to be prepared for them. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> If they leave the state and go out to, to beautiful California, I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, I, I manscape, and I'm here, so I don't know why they don't. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you one thing, It's been
2: ridiculously hot out here. So, yeah. it's been 90
1: for the last, you know, minimum has been
2: 92, 94, at uh, least the last three weeks. And I yeah. hate it. I really do.
0: Yeah, I can't stand it either, and it kills me at work to have to work in it. But uh, you were mentioning Tom. Uh, I don't know exactly where you were going with that, but um, he also signed with the Bare Knuckle uh, organization, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he signed the same one, same one as me. He's actually uh, heated, and then uh, you know, I haven't been in the question a while, but I know, you know all my teammates are already still there. You know, it, it's just been so hard running my own But I know uh, Joe Daddy is now one of the, the, the MMA coaches there too, Joe Daddy Stevenson, and I'm pretty sure he's, he signed on as a commentator. And Tom's going to be doing the Bare Knuckle like myself. I'm hoping to get you know a couple of my guys uh, from the gym in there too. You know that's one of the things with that when you do offer somebody. Not everybody's made for that. Not everybody's made to to take a bare knuckle of and and be able to handle that. I know two of my guys who one of them has experience in boxing. He was like, ah, I don't think I want to do that, Coach. I'm like, No, you're gonna do it. Like, come on, you can do it. And he just he just hasn't pulled the trigger yet on it because because it's just I don't know. For me, I think it's just so new and so fresh that people got that fear, but they also got that excitement of wanting it.
0: Well, I, I mean, I don't, I think I know who you're talking about. he's a younger guy, you're old school. You, you remember the days of the bare knuckle fighting and, you know, you came up that, you know, you got attracted to the sport by watching bare knuckle fighting basically. And, and, and it, and it just, and it disappeared for basically 20 years and now it's kind of made its way back. And, um, you know, over the years, people have said that it's actually safer and, you know, because, the gloves don't protect the people's face getting punched. It protects the people's hands from breaking their hands and breaking bones in their hands. And the gloves allow you to really reach back and, and just explode on somebody where you have to really think about your shots with the bare knuckle. Um, So I, you know, I think, I think that might have something to do with, you know, people's apprehension. If, if you grew up watching George St. Pierre and, 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 you know, the, the, you know, the, the newer generation or the the middle generation of MMA, you really don't have an appreciation for the, for what the, the bare knuckle aspect, I guess, of it, or the, you know, kind of the the spectacle of it. But, you know, it, it, as someone like you who's been around the sport forever, it's got to be cool to be able to jump back and kind of have a flashback to, to what you kind of missed out on. You were right on that edge of, of, of the beam bare knuckle and kind of no rules to, to where we're at now with the rules and the and, and the unified rules.
2: Hey, you know, that's, that's funny to get to that because my brother's first fight, you know, was actually in, uh, you know, Cobra Classics where where it was a better like his second show was a straight, uh, uh, bare knuckle fight like, there was no rules, there was from the whole, like, just like the UFC 1 where, you know, you could pretty much hit, came over and came over and pulling it. Same thing with my brother was going through it. And to me, like, I, I've always, like I said, I've always – Kind of prided myself on, on, on being a fighter too, so even when I was younger, and I and just scrapped all the rest, you know. And I was always just a good brawler to where now, like I was blown away by the technical aspect of the sport. And, and, and now that I've done all my research and just really kind of been training anymore it, it's, it's 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 amazing, it's amazing. And, and like I said, it's probably the oldest combat sports out there, keeping now the newest one. And, and, uh, I'm looking forward to putting out some good ones, man. I mean, my knuckles have always been like razors, so I, I can't wait
0: to bust something open.
1: Oh, <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> Knuckles like razors. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I, we appreciate you joining us, Virgil. Um, you know, do you have some sponsors you want to throw out real quick here before we? Uh...
2: Hey, I definitely. I, but for, me, for me, I just, you know, I, I've always really wanted to you know, thank everybody that's been a part of it and I've been helping me. You, you, Matthew, yourself as well. Of course, you, all, you know, all you guys that are always out here in the business doing all the grunt work, finding out the information. I mean, that's that's kind of hard to do. And and a very you know time-consuming. So I appreciate what you guys do, and then of course all my teammates, all my kids that I've been coaching, all, all my all my guys that we have team Red dogs. Uh, of course, all my sponsors. I got a uh, Apex, you know, Fight Gear, Res Jitsu, Metro Parks. Uh, I got uh, <sighs> JTY. Of course, is one of my biggest sponsors. Paula Van Mission Indians. Um, uh, everybody pretty much that has been a part of my camp and career. Native fence uh, post therapy. Uh, my buddy Frank Phoenix and all his family, the, free, the fan, uh, Phoenix family on Barona Reservation. Um, of course, uh, Post Therapy, Rick's Garage out of Recon Reservation. Uh, um, who else I and, uh, one Poyo, one of my favorite places I've always ate at. And my uh, new one that I've been you know, a lot of my weight cutting stuff, meal preps over there at the you know, La Cucina Bar and Grill. And, and here locally, I have, I have a few pizza factory and all the places that I've always put, put stuff in. And of course, the polio. Family and everybody, the Paul Braves, uh, the Bad Medicine have always been up there, helping me. Plus, I got a uh, uh, Paradise uh, uh, Chevrolet Cadillac here in Temecula Town. You know, the, the owners been very, very uh, helpful and made have been really good friends for a long time. I actually started training, and, and it was kind of been good. So,
1: they, you know, all these
2: people that always, you know, CVAC has been been, a, been part of my camps lately. The you know, cardiovascular, two-chamber things that I've been working on. All everybody that's always just helped me get through it. Like a lot of people don't realize how hard it is us fighters and what we have to do with the sponsors that come in and do the stuff that they do that help us get to where we have to get to be the best that that, that right there I mean there's no thank you there's no nothing I could say to them except you know fight my ass off and do everything I can for them because they're the ones who make it possible for me just like my wife and my kids so I truly am blessed and, and happy to have everybody a part of my team just like you guys so I appreciate all your guys' time
0: and thank you obviously we'll be supporting and, and cheering for you as a, as a fan and, and as a friend um and uh, hopefully we'll get some help from Grabaka Hitman uh, at Kaposa or at Kaposa at Grabaka Hitman online. Hopefully he'll find the stream for your fight, and I'll be uh, I'll be tweeting that out uh, early next week. Um, he does usually a good job of really finding those, and and uh, I can get it out to all your fans and, and your and your family that uh, that want to be able to watch the fight. All right, Virgil, well travel safe, man. Have a have a good time in Russia.
2: Big, big shout out to my uh, to my, my good friend Boka. He's over in Belgium. He's been one of the main guys who's gotten all these fights over in, in, in Europe and everywhere else. He's a, really, he's a really good guy. Congratulations. He just got married. And uh, do all those sports management, let's go get him.
0: And uh, just for the record, if you come across any large or extra-large shirts from Russia, uh, I'm sure me and Ed will not, uh, <laughs> won't hate you for it. And it, it it's a, one of the, the Russian
2: shirts, they got to be like a 4X for you guys. The, 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 the 2Xs are like largest out here.
0: <laughs> it, it, honestly though if they have anything like that I would uh, that kind of memorabilia would look great in my room and, and stuff that I'd never be able to get my hands on around here so if you come across any of that stuff definitely uh, pick some up and, and I'll get you back for it
2: I'll pick us, I'll pick us up some vodka too
0: huh? oh, there you go there you go alright brother we'll travel safe have a great hey, fight buddy, in buddy.
2: Russia good you work man I've been, been big fat you guys have been tearing it up lately man. You guys, don't stop doing what you've been doing and, and again thank you guys so much I'm glad you guys
0: doing good, my brother. Hope, 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 hope. All right. God bless, my Thank man. You. I'll talk Thank to you. God bless, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Cool. Well, that was awesome. Uh yeah, Virgil I know. J- jumping into the middle of our show uh on on his uh well, his fight weeks next week. Uh technically the fight will be on, I believe, Tuesday, uh, here in, in the States. But uh yeah, great talking to him
1: yeah i hope there's a i'm gonna i'm gonna have to dig into watching it and then uh, like i've been following that that wbkff uh that he signed up before and uh ever since uh you and i knew that he was jumping in so that's really cool that uh that he gave us some insight to that and, and in a sports management company um that's that's the fact that either he's trying to do various sports that'll definitely open up some options for him um they don't have a you know what like like So if he's only 36, I'm wondering if he would consider, like, if they open up the division, because I think they only go as heavy as light heavyweight at the Pro Fight League. Um, I'm covering them this Thursday for you guys following over on uh, behalf of Front Proof Media. So we got the weigh-in scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, They're here in Jersey and Atlantic City. I'll be there Thursday night uh, for the fights. Facebook Live at 7 and then uh, NBC Sports at 10, my time, Eastern. But, um, I'm wondering if when they start their second season, would he be, cause he fights, he's obviously fighting in like 20 different places. So would he give all that up to, to fight in the season? Cause these guys are fight like almost every other month. So, yeah, I
0: think, I think, uh, I hate to speak for him since we just had him on, but I know yeah. that he, I know that he was interested. Uh, I had mentioned to them the first, uh, I had mentioned to him the first season, uh, prior to it starting when they were signing fighters. I know he was interested in it. Um. I don't Go know ahead. what, I don't know what PFL's paying the guys per fight. Um, I, you know, I think he gets a decent fee from most of these people that he's yeah. fighting for. And, and he gets, to, like you said, travel and, and, and see the world. But, um, yeah, I think-
1: we'll get him on for uh, before the bare knuckle thing. And maybe I'll ask him that, see what he says next time. But, uh, it just jumped in my head now. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he's, he's, he's always been good to the, to the show and good to us. And, 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 uh, Good to you because you, you don't look too beat up when you come on after training. So, uh.
0: no ha- hands are a little sore today, but uh, no, yeah. it's fun. It's fun, and he's he seems to be in a real good place in his life. And uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, he's in shape and uh, he's doing a lot for the kids. Um, you know, we I go to I joke about me being the old man in this class, but you know, it's a lot, he has kids involved in it. Um, I mean, 10 years old young, young, his kids, his daughter, his son, you know, he's just doing a lot for the community there, uh, you know, on the reservation and, and, uh, he's invited me in and, you know, and and even some of the older guys in the class are, he, he really helps us out. He makes it affordable. And, um, it's just a real friendly, fun atmosphere that, uh, that makes it fun to go to, and and you feel like you're a part of something. Uh, even for someone like me, who's just you know jumped into it in, in the last you know month and a half, two months, and uh you know I'm kind of the outsider there. But it, it, I, he's made me a part of the family, and it's it's really fun to be a part of that.
1: That's cool, man. I, I mean, if I ever get my broke down ass out there, I'll I'll have to like take a couple of classes and try to roll with some dudes and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a jujitsu guy in there. Uh, my buddy Terry, if he's listening. Who uh, guy? Try to take down some other people, and he always counters me and tries to kick my ass. So mm. it'd be nice if you showed up. Maybe you could uh, you know, exact a little revenge for me.
1: But, um, Probably not. I'm.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> I, I think you'd do fine. I think you and your black belt could hang hang just fine.
1: Yeah, but I'm old. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I, I roll like an old man. So.
0: <laughs> but um, so before you know, I want to – jump back to something we were talking about before uh, Virgil joined us. And we were talking about the rising card. Um, you know, the great event. Uh, I just want to speak on the main event, mainly uh, the main event was Luis Gustavo uh, versus uh, Yusuke Yachi. Um, Yachi is coming off a win over uh, uh, Takenori Gomi uh, has a win over, uh, uh, I believe it's Diego Nunez, Nunez, uh, former UFC fighter, actually Misha Tate's uh, boyfriend right now. Um, was on the ultimate fighter. So he was, you know, really kind of leading the charge for the new age of Japanese MMA. And as a late replacement, Luis Gustavo uh, came in. He's a 22 uh, year old uh, Brazilian who, uh, you know, the story was is that his dad was shot right in front of him when he was five years old. And Andre Dita basically took him in when he was about 12, I guess, uh, and and he be, kind of became his protege, and then Vanderlei got a hold of him, and and you know working with Andre, and um, he came in and and coming into the fight he was eight and zero with all first round finishes, and. Uh, you know, I was blown away. The guy came out. He looked like a little mini Vanderlei Silva. He fought at one fifty five in this fight. Normally fights at 145 pounds took on the bigger guy. And I mean, he was throwing soccer kicks and I, I mean, he, he looked like a little mini ax murderer, ended up uh, knocking out Yachi cold. Um, just flattened him into the, in the middle of the ring. And, um, you know, it kind of capped off a great night for, for rising and J- uh, Japan, and MMA in general. And, uh, I just, you know, it, it was exciting for me seeing kind of that violent Brazilian Vanderlei, Shogun, Pele, you know, kind of, we just hasn't been a lot of those lately that, that I, I can, I can necessarily point to, point to, um, and, and the violence he showed and just the, just the aggressiveness was, uh, was, was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean it's and it's also when you see the proteges of of guys that like that you followed careers of, you know it it's like 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 when we to go back to when we talked about two twenty seven and T J Dillashaw, there's something just because I know he's a good student, and his teacher is Dwayne Ludwig, who was also a good student, and his teacher was Boss Rootin. You know what I mean? Like, there's these lineages in the sport that are come that we're seeing now, you know, like uh um. We were just talking about it before we went live. Like Ray Ray Cooper, his father fought, and he's he, now he's fighting. He he exacted revenge on on a guy that beat his daddy. He beat Jake Shields at the PFL uh, DC event. Now uh, he's advancing in, in the in their tournament, and it's just nice to, when you see these connections like that. It's just it's something that's it's almost like something out of like a, an old school martial arts movie where you see there's clans and there's families and the, and. As the sport grows and continues, there's new people. The McKee, uh, you know, Antonio and AJ McKee, guys like that. I mean, the stuff uh, Chinzo and and, and Leota Machida, you know, stuff like that. It's just cool to see it in that sport. I don't know if you see that much in any other sports, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, to a sense, you see it maybe in like baseball. You had the Griffies and and stuff like that, but
1: uh... yeah, but that's whack. They're not big. <laughs> <laughs> they're not beating uh, guys up and like making stories and stuff. You know, they're out there slamming wood against flying people. Uh, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. King Griffey jr. Is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And
1: I, gonna, I don't uh, like baseball. So.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I know. But, but it, it is true what you say. And, yeah. and having been around the sport as long as I have, I can remember actually going to King of the cage, watching Dwayne Ludwig fight, and I mean, he's doing a crane kick against Shad Smith. He's he's, you know, it, it, he's pulling off these moves. And I actually specifically remember standing there next to the cage, and hearing two people next to me have a conversation. And the one guy goes, "Check this guy out, Dwayne. Boss says he's legit." <laughs> and and, and it's just went, something that stuck with me. And and on those earlier cards, AJ McKee was fighting, and um, a, or not AJ McKee, Antonio McKee. And and then I, uh, I think I went to. Uh, AJ McKee's debut in Bellator, um, but I, I've seen him fight two or three times live. So it is, it is funny. And having been around the sport for a long time, it it ages you a little bit. But um, just like you said, seeing the the generations, and you know, it, it, the guys are just getting better. You know, uh, you see what Dwayne's been. You know, you saw what bot like you said, what Boss taught Dwayne, and now what Dwayne's taught TJ. And you know who you know in 10 years there'll be somebody that tj is teaching that'll that'll be the next guy that'll be coming up and um it is a cool thing about the sport as as both of us getting involved at such a you know early age of the sport whether you were involved 10 years in or two years in or right when it started it's it's at a point now where the level of of technical ability and skill and cardio and and everything is at an all-time high and um it, you just wonder where it's going to go from here. You know, that's I, – I, I lean towards laxing some of the rules, um, honestly, because of, of guys' ability now to defend themselves at a, at a time or at a level that's never really been seen before. So, you know, that's why watching uh, Ryzen and, and you see the soccer kicks and the knees to the head. And, yeah. you, know, you you can watch a whole event and, you know, you might see one or two soccer kicks. You might see a couple knees to the head. But it, it's just when, when people know what's coming – their ability to still defend that stuff. You yeah, know, you, can even, you can even think back to Pride, and Pride had fifty events or so.
1: And there's, you but know? there's also things too that are kind of like happening, like, and Virgil just alluded to it a little bit when he when he talked about his knuckles being like razor blades, like like uh, guys like him, the way that they trained. I mean, he probably did like hand conditioning stuff from some traditional like knuckle pushups on the on the first two knuckles and stuff like that. Whereas guys like now, they 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 come out here with all this power and technique, but they're it's like they're they're almost like their frames can't handle it. And you you're seeing more broken feet now and broken hands. You know what I mean? And it, versus a time that where it wasn't happening so often. I mean, you see you saw it a lot in boxing, like like every time a boxer gets in a fight outside of the boxing ring, the, you know they break their hands, and it's because they don't have the glove and the tape and all that stuff that's on. And Virgil's somebody that that's conditioned his hands, you know what I mean? So it's just like there there's, there's a, there there is things that are kind of like downgrading, but as far as the skill level, there seems to be multiple upgrades.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true. I would perhaps argue that maybe that you're seeing some of those injuries because the other guys are so much better at defending, and and whereas a fight would end three minutes in because a guy was throwing punches. Now that fight's going 12 minutes. So the guys having to throw that many more punches or that many more kicks, um, because the defense has picked up so much and, and guys are, you know, so much more athletic and able to defend themselves that it's, it's so much harder to finish guys now. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I, I'd have, I don't know if the statistics statistics prove that there's probably more decisions now because of the, you know, because of the time limits and everything. But, um, you know, the sport's just growing tremendously, uh, you know, but it's great seeing guys like Virgil traveling the world fighting. Um, and then you got, like I said, guys like Gust- uh, Gustavo uh, basically making a name for themselves over the weekend. And and guys like Ray Cooper, who, who like you said, fought Jake Shields, uh, uh, avenged one of his dad's losses. And, you know, it's kind of the new generation is, is stepping up. And um, as sad as it is to see guys like, you know, Fedor and Shogun and, and some of the other guys get closer and closer to their, to their final no strong with, with what's in the future.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. We're, we're almost close to the end of the hour here, so I don't know if there's a, anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, we call it a night.
0: No, I just want to talk a little bit about Rise and give them a, you know, great show. The the Frank Trigg called out the MMA community.com uh, uh, during the oh, event. That's which, right.
1: I saw that. That was <laughs> which pretty was, cool.
0: Which was pretty cool. You yeah. know, I, I couldn't get him to shout out Combat Hour, but uh, maybe next time. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's maybe, kind of a maybe fun Maybe
1: come on this uh, since he didn't do that. Maybe come on and, and talk about his transition to being a ref and commentating in his fight career. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: One other thing I had mentioned last week that there was a submission tournament coming to uh, the Southern California area. Um, I'm kind of helping the promoter out. Uh, uh, Some sub, sub, uh, Subversive MMA or subversive jujitsu. Um, it's team tournament, team Lloyd Irvin team checkmate uh, team Carlson Gracie and um, 10th planet. Uh, I know Alima Lima, uh McFarlane PJ Barth, uh, Richie Martinez are scheduled for the, uh, for the 10th planet team. So I'll have more information on that. Um, you can actually check my, my Twitter and Instagram at MMA Hawk 21. Um, and I'll have, and I have ticket information and, and stuff like that. The event will be, uh, live on uh, flow grappling. Um, but like I said, I'm trying to help the promoter out there. Um, and hoping is that, to, is that, you know, that's
1: September 22nd, right?
0: September 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have the website right in front of me off the top of my head, but, uh, I'll uh, like I said I'll tweet that out again uh, here soon and and uh, anybody in the Southern California area who can who can support that or uh, if you have Flow grappling uh, subscription watch that live will be uh, will be cool uh, I believe all proceeds are going to uh, military veterans so it's uh, nice it, it seems like a, pr- a pretty cool event to be a part of and and if all goes well hopefully uh, I'll be there and maybe we can do a, a live show for an hour or to uh, from the event yeah. and, and get some guests on
1: cool cool all right so if anybody uh anybody wants we do a listener support now anybody interested in supporting the podcast you can do so for as little as 99 cents uh or whatever you want to give and if you do maybe you'll get a shout out on here we'll have you on do a couple of fight predictions who knows but um yeah that that's it from me man That, that thanks a lot for uh getting virgil back on here i know you guys uh see each other often so that was pretty cool
0: yeah no it was great for him to join us um yeah, as usual, like you said, uh, any support from any of the fans shirts, uh, I can get them, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram at MMA Hawk 21 or on the, sh- uh, at the show, uh, Twitter combat hour or uh, hit up Ed at carbazel on Twitter. Um, any support for the show is appreciated. Uh, but just a listen and a click is, uh, is all we're really asking for. So I really want to appreciate, uh, everybody who's supported and gotten us this far so far
1: all right man cool well you you stay safe out there make sure your house isn't falling apart from that earthquake i can't believe we had an earthquake when we were recording this or you had it and uh i'm over here uh sitting just getting wet
0: i know maybe we need to send that to uh to fox news or cnn or somebody maybe they (laughs) want to have some live uh earthquake footage but um (laughs) awesome talking to you again at uh and I'll uh, I'll look forward to talking to you next week. Have fun in Atlantic City on uh, Thursday for PFL number six, I believe it is. And um, also, we didn't get a chance to get into it, but on Friday night on the Paramount Network is Bellator 204. Uh, So uh, MMA fans, check those events out, and uh, we'll look forward to talking about them next week.
1: See you next Tuesday, y'all.
0: Take it easy.